This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoot Bonson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. You tuned in to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own reviews and takes of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, buddy? Oh man, it's been a it's been a wild week, man. It's been a very, very busy week, man. Been getting a lot of shit done as far as working. Goddamn. But been watching a lot of content. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just out here chilling, man. Just trying to give people trying to give people good content, man. And just trying to make this bread, to be honest with you. But how you feeling though, man? Everything been good with you? Uh yeah, man. Everything is great. Um I had a great weekend, man. You know what I'm saying? Went to go see a dope movie this weekend. Uh enjoy myself. Got finally got my new Xbox, so I'm super excited about that. And um shit, everything is uh on the up and up, brother. That's what's up, man. Congratulations on the new new Xbox and everything. Appreciate that, man. You don't know how much you mean to me. Hey man, listen. I'm sitting here with no consoles right now, so so you know what I'm saying I know that's a that's a big thing, man. But because remember I told you, man, Absolutely. I said I think I'm, I told I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna go back to the to the uh, to the Xbox, man. Like I haven't been mm-hmm. on I haven't been on the Xbox game okay. since Xbox One, man. Which was a couple of years ago, but you know I think because I was looking into yeah. getting a five, but I was like, you know what? I said let me jump back on this Xbox real quick. So that's something I'm working on in the near future, but. You know what I'm saying? I know, man. It's a big deal out here, man. Times is crazy. Man, I finally, yeah, I finally got a chance to get one, man. I went to uh, Best Buy and got that bad boy. And, um, shit, the crazy part was that was the last one left. Wow. I, I ordered it online so I could pick it up same day, and it ended up being the last one left. They said they ain't going to get another one until next week. So I ordered that most right on time. Right on time, boy. And then if you wouldn't have ordered and just went in there, it would have been gone. Yep. I probably up, I'd have been out of luck. That's what that's the same thing dude said. Dude was like shit. He said somebody uh just came in here, he said like thirty minutes ago and wanted to buy one and he was like, We out of stock. He said the only one we got right now is actually uh already purchased. He said somebody coming to pick it up. And he told him, he said, Well, he said if you uh if it don't don't get picked up by you know I think it was like the seventh or whatever he can mm-hmm. come back and get it but he was like but by that time they had some in stock but I was like nah I said I'm I'm glad I came and, and got online and got that bad boy because man it's it's tough man because the the dope thing is like with the systems right now like if you have like an Xbox One or you got like a PlayStation Four you can still play with the people that got the newer system. It's just mm-hmm. certain games you can't play on there because they made specifically for the new system. And so yeah. it's certain games like I'll be trying to play with my peoples, man, and I can't do it because, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a new joint, but I got the new joint now. So, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, but, hey, man, the people at Best Buy got to be more careful, though, man, because, you know, telling them – Yo, like we got somebody that's coming to pick it up. You know, they got the last one. 
Man, they could have been standing outside waiting on you, man. They snuffed you when you got out to the, you know what I'm saying, to your car, man. Hey, listen. They talking too much. Hey, listen. That have been that that been that person's last day on this earth. <laughs> if it's one thing, if it's one thing we're not gonna do with Scoots Bronson, he's not gonna separate me from no electronics. I'm tell you, that right now. you get you he'd have, he'd have had a better chance stealing my money than he'd have had with my <laughs> <laughs> hey, take my wallet, not my Xbox, man. <laughs> nigga, nigga, you can have my shoes. You can't have my goddamn electronics, man. I, I, that's one thing I do not play. That's that. Those are my most prized possessions on this earth, man. Anything that has a, oh, a, man. a power core to it, I, man. I'll tell you something, man. I don't play about it because I'm because like with me, like. So I mean, you are you know I'm a nerd. Like I'm a I'm not like a super nerd, but I'm a nerd. So like mm-hmm. when it comes to like electronics and you know what I'm saying, like shit like that, I'll be really into it. Like before I buy shit, I look at the specs. Before I buy shit, I look uh-huh. at the features. Like I, I actually dive into it before I get it because I the reason I'm getting it is for a specific reason. And so you know what I'm saying. Like um, I remember like one time during. Um, it was like one time during Black Friday, and they uh, Walmart had some TVs on sale. You know how crazy it get during Black Friday. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it was this. It was a specific TV. The original price of it was like five hundred. It went down to like one fifty, and there was only five of them left. So I get there early. I get in there. I get the TV. Whatever, whatever. Man, you know this old lady tried to fight me for the TV. Come on. Oh shit! I said, ma'am, I just picked. Yeah, I told her, I said, ma'am, I just picked this up off the thing. It was, I said, this, this wasn't nobody, uh, this wasn't nobody card or nothing. She was like, you need to put that back. That's mine. I looked at that lady. I said, listen here. I said, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go buy it. And I said, and I, I hate cussing at women, but I told her, I said, you going to leave me the fuck alone. And I walked off. You're not about to, man, listen, you, that, that lady would have got her ass beat that day. <laughs> I beat her with that fucking TV, man. I, I'm trying to tell people, man, I you can't fuck with me with my electronics, bro. This, and then you know how I was waiting on that TV for two years, bro. I waited oh on that TV God. for two fucking years, and that motherfucker finally went down to one fifty. I said I got to have that mug, and it was oh, it was so nice, bro. Forty five inch TV. It had four K on it. It had the um. It had the uh, Roku integration on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it had, yeah. Uh, it had four HDMI ports. The motherfucker had the um, it had the the cord that goes to the. It's a uh, optical cord that you could plug in a certain shit. Like if you got a um, like a VR headset and shit, it had one of them. And it had the um, it had the space for like sound bars and shit. So it had the Bluetooth mm-hmm. thing for sound bars. So you know what I'm saying? Like this motherfucker was legit, man. I was like, yeah. man, if you don't get the fuck away from me, lady, I'll fuck you up in this store, man. But oh, that's funny. I had to beat the stuff in there. Man, shoeless Bronson, bud. I'm telling you. Hey, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> Shit get dangerous, man. <laughs> yo, that's your new name, yo. It's real dangerous. <laughs> Hey, I, I will listen. You think I'm playing? I will be sure. If you see me walking down the street with a TV <laughs> and some socks, just know he tried to get the TV first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My oh, definitely man. tried to get the TV first, bro. 
Hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. This is a great start to the party. So, great start. Um, oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Second episode of the week, man. Um, tad bit late, but you know what I'm saying? Things came up. We had to go out there and do some uh, field research. So, you know what I'm saying? We could bring you guys a piece of um, what we like to do, one of our favorite segments. We call it What We Watching. We about to get into that. Let's go. What we watching? All right, man. So, um, what you got, buddy? Boy, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Listen, I done had these two on deck, man. So, I watched these. I got two What We Watching this week. And the first one I'm going to start with, so new movie came out on Hulu, and it's called Bruiser, right? It got dude that played, uh, that played in that new Mike Tyson um, uh, docuseries. It was a, a little series that they put together. And um, so it had him in it. It had my dude from um, the one black dude from Moonfall. Yeah, yeah, it was Moonfall. Had those two people in it, you know what I'm saying? This little kid. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, let me check this movie out. So, like, basically the movie is, so it's about this kid. I think he's, like, 13, 14 years old. Maybe 15. He might be 14, 15 years old. And so, you know, you know, this family seemed like everything is cool. You know, father in the home, mother in the home, everything seemed cool. And so this kid was hanging out with, um, because, see, they moved into a new school. And so... He um so he went to go hang out with these two friends and they talking about hey yo how you like the new school blase blase all this type of shit so him and the guy because it was a, a girl and a guy and so him and the guy like the guy started like tussling with him shit kind of got serious and they kind of got like in a little real fight or whatever so he goes off and he sees this mm-hmm. uh one of those boathouse joint things so he's walking up to it and there's this big buff ass dude you know what I'm saying with these dreads so he come out and he's just talking to him. So I guess he found the dude interesting because, like, the next day he went to that boathouse to hang out with the dude. He was like, yo, can you teach me how to defend myself? And he basically just, like, kind of looked at his mm-hmm. appearance and figured that he knew how to fight. So so he's teaching him some moves or whatever, whatnot, because he said that his dad, because he asked him, like, yo, your dad won't do it for you? He was like, nah, like, my dad won't really do shit like that, blase, blase. So then next thing you know, you see him meeting up with the dude's parents. You're like, the fuck? Like, why are they meeting up with him? Come to find out, he's dude's real dad. He's his biological dad. And so you like, okay, didn't see that shit coming. So then they like, yo, should we go home and tell him? So they go home and tell him, yo, that dude that you was with, he's actually really your biological dad. And, you know, but, you know, shit happened back in the day. You know, he took off and blah, blah, blah. Like they keep saying that, that he ran from his responsibility, but he joined the Air Force. So, but he had, the way that they put it, they kept putting him off to be like this bad guy that got short tempers and all he does is like fight people, right? But you see throughout the movie, the dude that was his, uh, the dude that he thought was his real dad, like so his stepdad, you can see little moments where he would, you know what I'm saying? He had short tempers, you know what I'm saying? He had a little outburst or whatever, whatnot. So, 
they tried to tell the little kid to really stop hanging out with his biological dad. But, you know, the more and more he hung out with him, the more and more he thought it was cool. So long story short, the dude ended up, um, his biological dad ended up having like these priors or whatever. He was actually like running from the law in, La in like Las Vegas or some shit like that. And so what ended up happening is he started hearing stories about both of his dads from back in the day. And they tried to like his um his stepdad was, you know, he he worked at a car. I think he owned a car dealership. So he owned a car dealership. You know what I'm saying? He's a suit and tie type of person. And he tries to get out this appearance that, you know, he's trying to have his kid like he got the kid in private school. So he's trying to raise him a certain way and try to act like mm -hmm. he you know what I mean? Like, he, he's, he's, you know what I'm saying? Trying to be like a prissy type of dude. And then kind of find out yeah. when dude came back, you start seeing the layers being peeled off. Like, you know what? It seems like he was a different person back in the day. Because the two dudes, they were friends. So I don't know how, I don't know if, if the other dude, if the biological dad was dating her first and then got her pregnant and then left and she started dating a friend. Because they knew each other. Like, it's, you know, you could tell, like, they talked about when they used to hang out. So, anyway, this is what pissed me off about the movie. The ending might have been the worst ending I've ever seen in my life. So, um, so his stepdad was like, yo, stop hanging out with dude, whatever, whatever. So, dude ended up, uh, the little boy ended up calling his uh, real dad. He come picks him up. They having dinner or whatever at this restaurant. And everybody knew him. And so the uh, the owner of the restaurant calls the stepdad and like, yo, like they're all here, blase, blase. And so like they go up to the boy and was like, hey, why don't you come over here and, and sit with us? And he was like, I don't want to sit with y'all. And he was, and the dad is like, yo, y'all need to chill back up. So they tried to force the boy away from the table because they called the biological, well, the stepdad or whatever, whatnot. So he's on his way. So he like his real dad flips out grabs him by the arm and they get in the car he's like well in this uh truck i'm like yo let's go to miami like let's just go to miami so they're heading to miami but his stepdad seen them turning down the street and so he kept trying to call him and he wouldn't answer the phone so the real dad throws the phone out the window he was like yo stop the car let me get my phone so he's telling him to stop the car he finally stopped the car so he gets out the car to go get his phone then he see his stepdad come up so these dudes just start fighting. I'm talking about whooping each other ass. I mean, this is the longest fight. That, like, this fight was so long that, dude, they were laying in the grass for like two minutes. And then <laughs> yeah. they were tired. <laughs> and then they started that fight again. <laughs> and so dude, and so little dude get in the car. Dude get in the car. He turns around. He goes to the house. He leaves them while they both out there fighting, right? So this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so we're going to find out who won the fight by who walks into the house, right? Right. The movie ends. Yeah, we don't know who won the fight. We uh, don't know if one of them dead. We don't know if anybody got arrested. We don't know shit. It just ends with the boy going into the house, leaving his two dads fighting. And the movie ends. I was like, yo, come on. 
I wasted an hour, 45 minutes watching this stupid ass shit that has no fucking ending. So that movie, I'm sorry, yeah. trash. So then I'm on Peacock, right? I'm on Peacock and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find something to watch. There's this movie on there and it's called Sick. And it came out last year. So all right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I give it a shot. Because the trailer looked all right. Because you know, it kind of looked like a, a horror movie, kind of like, you know, alone in the cabin type of shit. So what it ended yeah. up being was, oh man, it was one part so funny, dude. Like it, it did have one little moment, right? And only people who know would know what happened. So it's these two girls and like they go to this cabin or whatever and they were talking about like quarantine and this shit because this movie was about when COVID first came out. So this movie is a, it's really a COVID-19 movie. So that's why they went to the mm-hmm. cabin. But the girl supposed to go to the cabin by herself, but she went with her friend girl. Okay, so they hear a noise outside. And so the one girl is like, let me go check it out. And the other girl was like, no, don't do that. That'd be stupid. She was like, Jason Voorhees can be out there. And the girl said, yo, she said, that's impossible. It's Saturday the 4th. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Hey, hey, I had to rewind that shit, but that was so fucking funny, but <laughs> hey, for the people that don't get it, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, okay? <laughs> she said, yo, it's impossible. It's Saturday the 4th. Hey, but I thought I was going to die. Yeah. So, all right, right. So what ended up happening is like this dude comes in there. He got this mask on and like he's sneaking through the house and he's taking everybody's phone off their charges, right? So when people start waking up, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're looking for their phone. They can't find their phone. And so then the dude starts, um, I think it was the dude first, because like then this dude shows up, just pops up, and the girl is like, yo, like, what the fuck are you doing here? And so he's like, he was just like, yo, like, you know, I wanted to talk to you or whatever, whatnot. And so then he shows her this video of her kissing this dude on like Instagram or whatever. So he's like, yo, like, why are you kissing dude? And she was like, look, I've already told you we're not dating. Basically, we just fucking. I'm just having fun. And he acting like an old bitch-made dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I mean, why are you kissing this dude all over Instagram and all this type of shit? And she was like, yo, like, I told you. Like, I don't like you like that, right? So the dude ended up staying anyway. So, so when the dude, the killer dude comes in there, He's fucking like he's fucking that dude up, right? So then you start realizing, like, oh shit, like what the fuck is going on? So then he starts going after the girls or whatnot. And you think like then one girl get the drop on dude. So the one girl ended up knocking the dude out, you know what I'm saying? She ended up beating his ass with like this something from the kitchen or whatever. So then all of a sudden, you see another guy walk in. You like, oh shit, there's two of them. And so then you but like let me get to the conclusion, right? So what ended up happening is so then is uh the girl ended up escaping, seeing this lady in a car. So she stops the car. She's like, yo, she was like, she's like, this guy's trying to kill me, like let me in the car. And the lady's like, hold on, let me put on my mask, right? And she's like, Yo, where's your mask? Mm-hmm. And that like that girl said, Yo, fuck that mask, man. This dude trying to kill me, let me in the car. <laughs> and so and so she was like, wait a minute, I might have a free mask in here. So she gets a mask out of a Ziploc bag and then she gives the girl the mask out of the Ziploc bag. Next thing you know, girl start falling asleep. 
she had chloroform in that shit. So you're like, oh fuck, like this old lady, you thinking she's just a sweet lady walking down driving down the street, and she ended up, you know what I'm saying, being with the dude or whatever. So then they take her back in the house, and then that's when this when we this is when we figure it out, right? So then she's sitting there and she's like, yo, like what the fuck is going on? Why are y'all doing this to me? And they was like, yo, you see this video of you kissing this guy? And she was like, yeah, like what of it? She was like, yo, we supposed to be in quarantine or whatever. And she was like, man, fuck that shit. I ain't got COVID. And they was like, yes, you do. And so then they give this bitch a COVID test, right? They got the thing, they stick it up her nose, all this type of shit. So they waiting for it to say positive or negative, right? And then you hear, she said, this boy that you kissing, she said, that's my son. And he died last week of COVID. And you're like, the fuck? They did this whole shit because this girl and the test ended up coming back positive that she had COVID. And so who the people was, the first boy was her other son. The other guy was the lady's husband. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So that's what it was. So like this family took it amongst themselves to kill this girl because they seen a video of her kissing the youngest son and he died from COVID and they said that she gave her gave him COVID. So that's what that was. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Before COVID had happened, if this movie would have came out, it would have been a trash ass movie. <laughs> but because of COVID and how people were reacting, that is actually a great plot for a movie. That the way you described it doesn't seem like it was that bad. No, no, it wasn't. It sure wasn't. There was some weirdos out there that was like that. Th- that's the whole point. Like the movie wasn't. That movie wasn't bad. Bruiser was terrible. This movie wasn't. Because it's like, yo, it's not far-fetched. I could see some people got them taking some shit like that personal and then going after people who, you know what I'm saying? Because the girl, she was, what was cool about it was she was a non-believer. She was like, man, COVID ain't going to do nothing. You know, you know, because there was people who were like that. And she was like, yo, like, I don't have COVID. I don't have yep. COVID. And then they gave her the test and she ended up um, testing positive for COVID. And they took it amongst themselves to kill the girl. Like, no, sick wasn't that bad. And to put that line, yo, listen, okay. I'm sorry, that line, that line made the movie, but that shit was so fucking funny to me because you know how I am with Friday the 13th. She said, yo, Jason Voorhees is out there. She said, that's impossible. It's Saturday the 4th. I was like, yo, that's killer. But now, uh, so Sick, Sick is on Peacock and Bruiser is on Hulu. So that's what my what we watching is. This week. I know it was long winded. I'm sorry, but yes. That's what's up, man. Um, so I only got one. Um, you know what I'm saying? I went to uh the movies like I told you guys earlier. Um, and I finally went to go see um Ant Man Quantumania. Um, I know I I heard a lot of reviews about it. A lot of people said it was bad, but I have to say that um it was actually better than you know what I'm saying what they were describing it to be. Jonathan Majors, hey man, this dude, bro. This this dude is he is the future of acting. I, I must give him credit, man. He is really the future of acting. The way that he does the Kane villain in all of these um in the movie and then in the shows that he's been in so far, he's done a hell of a job. Um and Loki, we seen him and you know what I'm saying, he he put on one hell of a performance, especially for it to be that one 
you know what I'm saying, particular performance that we've actually seen him in. And then, you know what I'm saying, the Ant-Man Quantumania, like, he did a hell of a job in that as well. We finally actually got a chance to see him really do his thing. Um, I I think that it's going to be probably a, a, a huge step up from what we've been witness to. And I think that a lot of people have that um, nostalgic sickness from those previous phases with the whole mm-hmm. Thanos and Infinity series, Infinity Stone series. I think that this multiverse series that they the or this multiverse saga that they gonna put together, I think this may knock that Infinity series out the box. I'm just gonna be honest with you because with Jonathan Major and what he's doing, he he is going to put some shit to shame, bro. The fact that like the acting that he's giving this movie is is ridiculous. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like most people, they don't like they don't give uh, you know what I'm saying, like superhero movies or like certain action movies the a level of acting that it, you know what I'm saying, that it it is probably supposed to have. He's giving all that and more, bro. Like he really showing his ass. Paul Rudd as usual does a hell of a job. Um the rest of the cast you know what I'm saying? They do their thing. You had a um a small little you know what I'm saying cameo from Bill Murray, uh which was which was great. Um, and then you know what I'm saying it tells about some things about the quantum realm that you know what I'm saying we might have to get used to coming down in these next few uh, movies and TV shows. So I'm not gonna lie, man. It kind of restored my faith back in the MCU, and it kind of put it up there. Like my expectations are are or back to high with the MCU this year. I think we're going to see some shit that um, is going to knock our socks off for sure. That's what's up, man. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I did go to the movies this weekend, but I'm going to save that um, uh, for, ne- for next week mm-hmm. or whatever, whatnot. But before we get into the uh, feature presentation, man, I just want to give a real quick shout out to Zendaya, man. Um, the news came out this week that she redid her contract yep. with Euphoria. This girl is getting a cold meal per episode. And when I tell you that Damn. shit is well fucking deserved, I know you never got into the show, but when I tell you that shit is yeah. well deserved, but she fucking kills it on that show, yo. Like, I know it's not your round, but Euphoria is a great fucking show. In the job that she does playing Rue, she definitely deserves it. She's the highest paid woman in a TV series show thing or whatever. Like she's the first person to get a million per episode. So shout out to Zendaya, man, before we get started. Yeah, big shout out to Zendaya, man. Um to to know where she came from, you know what I'm saying? Um coming off of the Nickelodeon and Disney scene, a child star. To you know what I'm saying, grow into, you know what I'm saying, this amazing actress and to put in the work that she's put in and to put out, you know what I'm saying, some of the great performances that she's put out. And then not only that, um, you know what I'm saying, to work herself into getting a million dollars an episode. Like the last time we heard some shit like that was Spring. You know what I mean? So um that's dope as hell. It's good to see, you know what I'm saying, her not being any scandals or being in any trouble. She's one of the ones that, you know what I'm saying, when you hear about her, it's always something good. 
it's always something, you know what I'm saying, record setting and trend setting and record breaking. So salute to Zendaya, man. It's always great to hear, you know what I'm saying, that somebody's out there really putting in that work and getting the reward that they deserve for it, for sure. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, man. So, um, man, Snowfall, season six, the season finale, episode three, man. Um, They, they brought us... Uh, a heavy one this this episode. Um, Leon and Wanda came back, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you know, it wasn't all too good for Wanda. Um, and I guess you could kind of say the same for Leon. It really wasn't too good for him either. Um, tensions are high in the in the Saint family right now. Um, you know, they they didn't really do a lot with. Um, Teddy and, and Gustavo and all them, this kind of more centered around Franklin, Leon, you know what I'm saying, and their relationship, you know what I'm saying, Leon coming back. And, um, you know what I'm saying, he went off to Africa, they end up getting married, you know what I'm saying, they end up kind of adjusting to the life, they were in Ghana. So, um, thing, while things were getting heated and going crazy over there in uh, California, Leon and Wanda were living a very peaceful and, and, and set life in Africa. Um, so they decided to leave Ghana after getting married and go back to try to, you know what I'm saying, make sure everything was okay and, and try to set up something to where people would start, you know what I'm saying, hopefully migrating over to Ghana and living a life that, you know what I'm saying, they had um, kind of started to experience. Um, what did you think of this episode you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what was some stuff that stuck out to you, so on and so forth? What, what's up? Well, I mean, I'm not going to do it all right now because it's going to be way too long-winded. Like, I, I thought that this was a really, really, really good episode. And there was a lot of shit that stood out to me. But um, for starters, man, just the, the whole thing of, like, Leon, like, them dedicating the first, like, 10 minutes, uh, 10 to uh, 12 minutes, to uh, Wanda and Leon, I thought that that was dope. Um, showing them their experiences in Ghana, I knew I had a feeling that they was gonna show. Like uh, I've heard Ebro talk about it on Ebro in the morning when he goes to Ghana, and he was just saying that there's you know that building that they show where like this the door that they call it the door no return or something like that. I believe that's the name of it. And um, it's just basically the building where, like, they sold the slaves or whatever. And, like, once you walk through that door, like, you was never to be seen again, basically. And so, <clears throat> so that door is called the door of no return. And so seeing the, the conversations between them two and then, like, how deep they got with, with the slave stuff and Leon having a conversation of saying that, you know, me selling like me selling crack is like kind of like worse than slavery or whatever whatnot. Cause he was like the people who escaped slavery, you know, they never had to look back again. Well, got out of slavery, didn't have to look back again, but he was like, yo, but if you are a crackhead, you always looking back. So I thought that that scene was an eye opener, man, with Leon going through what he's going through. And having a change of heart and Wanda not wanting to leave because she's like, yo, there's nothing back there for me in America because she 
like the whole time she's trying to convince Leon of like never even going back, like to get their stuff or anything. Like she just wants to live her life and and uh, with Leon in Ghana and just leave America in the review or whatever, whatnot. Because what you got to understand about Wanda is the fact that Wanda, with her being you know a crackhead for like two seasons, maybe three, there there's a lot of heartache there. You know, like there was a scene that was being shown where she went when she got back, she went to her grandma grandmother's house and she's like, you know, hey, grandma. She was like, yo, like, what do you want? So, like, can I come in? And she was like, no. And she was like, yo, like, where's my pearls? And she was like, I don't know. And she was like, yeah, you probably sold them, whatever, whatnot. So Grams ain't forgot the fact that Wanda stole her pearls, that Wanda beat on her. She cussed her out. And all this type of shit. So grandma's like done. And she's like, yo, I bought you this necklace from Ghana. And she was like, if you want to leave it, leave it on the knob. Other than that, you know, basically, I don't want nothing to do with you. And like, I think that what, what Wanda was worried about when she kept saying, like, yo, like, there's nothing for me there. Because she burned so many bridges by being a crackhead that nobody nobody really want to fuck with her anymore but Leon. So I understood that whole part. But like the realness and, you know, Leon actually marrying her, you know, getting her on the right path because he always felt guilty that she ended up being, you know, what I'm saying on crack or whatever, whatnot. And we saw that, uh, man, what's that girl name? Uh, Franklin's ex-girlfriend. Uh, I forget her name. But she was able to, you know, she was able to turn her life around and get off of the drugs. And Wanda was able to uh, turn her life around and get off of the drugs as well. So that's that is um, a nice thing to see. But like, but the whole the whole Ghana scene, the whole wedding, and all of that type shit, all of that was it was it was really really good to see because I think Leon is a guy who he honestly fully regrets doing what he was doing. Um. And I don't think now the turning point was killing that kid by accident. Like if you watch the show, you know that was really the turning point for Leon. And for him to have for him to go to Africa and for him to have those conversations with one that he's having with her is it's really, really deep, man. Like this this episode was a really, really deep episode. And the other thing that really got me was when Leon went to go visit. Now, he went to go visit everybody. He went to go visit, uh, oh, I forget what big dude's name is, but he went to go meet with him, and he went to go meet with um, Louis and Jerome, and he also went to meet with um, Franklin. Talking about, uh, uh, you talking about D. D, yeah, he went to meet with D. And the whole meeting with D, okay, that is what it is. And then the d- smart dude with the glasses was the one who filled, um, filled Leon in on everything that he's been missing while he's been gone. But what really got me was, and it really disappointed me, is to see the person that Jerome has become. And for him to go at Leon the way that he did, I did, I did not like it. I understand tensions are high. But for him to, first of all, Leon's never going to forget 
about shooting that kid. But for him to bring it up in the content and the way that he like the context that he did, that was fucked up. And I get that he kind of look at it like, yo, as soon as shit get hot around here, you leave. I get that. But I don't think that was Leon's intention on leaving right before a war starts. I think that once he knew he was going to go to Africa, he just took one and went to Africa. I do not believe that he knew that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And just for him to talk to him the way that he did when he gave him a gift and told him what the meaning of that gift was and for him to take that bullshit out of here with you, it's just like, come on, man. It's like, I know you mad at Franklin, but to be like, yo, Franklin used used you and he used me and because you know you, you shot that kid, now you got to change your heart and all that type of shit. It's just like, to me, Jerome has been a person that he's not. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that, yeah, he's, he's upset, but I, I honestly believe, man, this is a lot of Louis doing, man. I think Louis really got this dude fucked up, man. I really do. Well, I don't I don't necessarily think, you know what I'm saying, it's all of Louis. I kind of think that, you know what I'm saying, with Jerome, man, he's going through something that um throughout the series, we've heard a lot of times, or not really a lot, but we've heard multiple times about how, you know what I'm saying, he basically got put on by his nephew. And, -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, him being who he was at first and him, you know what I'm saying, doing what he was doing at first, especially in those times, that's kind of off-putting if you keep hearing that over and over again because in a weird way, it's kind of like demeaning and emasculating, right? And Mm -hmm. so with, with him having to deal with that and having to hear that over and over again and then you turn around and it's like, even when, you know what I'm saying, like your nephew had went down for a little bit, you didn't even, um, you wasn't even the one that ended up in charge. Your girl was the one in charge. So it's kind of like having that sidekick syndrome in the weird sense. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I feel like he, he's had it to the point to where he's had to do things that he's probably never wanted to do a day in his life. You know what I'm saying? And, and we kind of seen, you know what I'm saying, him kind of becoming an unhinged character, um, even in, you know what I'm saying, the first couple episodes when they premiered this season, with him, you know what I'm saying, beating and killing Black Diamond. That's that's not anything that, you know what I'm saying, we ever expected Jerome to do. In a weird way, it was kind of out of his character. And, you know what I'm saying, like, so to see that, I, I think that Jerome is kind of becoming unraveled, first and foremost, because, you know what I'm saying, like he said, and you know, saying the diner, you know, him having, you know, came back home and and you know, saying tried to help take care of his sister, and then not only that, he you know, saying raised his nephew, and you know, saying tried to do right by his family, only to you know, saying have to come to this point. That really messed with him. And remember when Franklin put that gun on him, the first thing he said is, "Do it, take me out of my misery." He wasn't saying it like he was. Like he was bluffing, or I mean, not not bluffing, but calling his bluff. He was damn near like begging for him to do that. And so, like to me, I'm I kind of thinking what we're gonna see later on in like these other episodes is we really gonna see Jerome kind of like have you know what I'm saying some 
for the breakdown. Um, as far as Leon goes, you know, to me, I feel like he had a small sense because he was, you know what I'm saying, he did kind of leave before everything kind of got heated. But to me, I felt like he kind of had the vision that nobody else had, you know, and then he had a certain impact on his life that nobody else had either because, like you said, you know what I'm saying, he had he ended up killing that little girl. And, like, yo, regardless of what people think and regardless of what people say, like, that's something that will have a major effect on you. You think just killing a person to have a major effect on you, imagine you killing a child, you know what I'm saying, unknowingly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that wasn't, that wasn't even something you was trying to do. And so him having to deal with all that, him going through all that, I kind of understand what Leon was going through. See that? Like, yo, after a while, bro, you don't want to keep having to go back and forth and back and forth with people wondering if, you know what I'm saying, somebody going to come shoot you or wondering if you got to, you know what I mean, you got to walk around with somebody every day just to make sure, you know, they got your back. And, like, yo, that shit becomes tiring after a while. And that kind of wears down, wears down on your physical, your mental, you know what I'm saying, as far as emotionally that kind of messes you up. And so we starting to see that with we were starting to see that with Leon's character too because he was he had an internal struggle that he had to deal with that nobody else was even showing any kind of light to or showing any kind of you know what I'm saying awareness to, and he was the only one that was really dealing with it you know what I'm saying his mom was gone he didn't have no dad he really didn't have no family you know what I'm saying his brothers and sisters was out the way so I mean like the Saints was really his only family, and so for him to have to deal with that and for him to have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a tough thing. Um, and then with Wanda, you know, it's it's tough on her because, you know, she finally got over the addiction. She finally got her life back in order. She getting her shit right. And then to have to go back and kind of, you know what I'm saying, deal with that and be around people who are still living in that, you know what I'm saying, environment and seeing her for not who she is now, but what she was at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of tough, bro. So, for me, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think I think what Jerome did wasn't too bad because I don't blame that on I don't blame that on Jerome's. Um, I don't blame that on the situation really at hand. I just feel like that right now Jerome is in a place, and it, I, I feel like what's going on is kind of foreshadowing it. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, what Jerome said to Leon and what he, you know what I'm saying, the way he kind of treated Leon is that he's just in the space to where, bro, he's eventually going to break. And I feel like his breaking point is going to come sooner rather than later. True. And you brought up a good point a second ago by saying that Leon looked at them as real family. And for him to say, you know, look at what this is going to do to Sissy, you know what I'm saying, blase, blase. And he's like, yo, you ain't family, little nigga. And it's like, wait a minute. He's like, what you mean by that? Because, like, Leon was always looked at as family. And for Jerome to say that in that moment, it was just like, you know what I'm saying? That, that shit hurt. I mean, you could tell that it hurt Leon because he was like, wait a minute. Like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah, I know I'm not blood with y'all, but I was always looked at and, and considered as family. And for... Him to say yep. that like that, it's just like, come on, Jerome, man. It's like you you've gone too far, but like you said, there's a breaking point that's ahead for Jerome. And you also yeah. brought up that point when yeah. 
he wasn't he wasn't bluffing with with Franklin about actually shooting him. Like he because he's just really like, yo, like I'm tired of this. Like I really want this shit to be yeah. over. Like, like I, I he never wanted to get into that game in the first place. And he kind of went in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, under the under the pretenses of like, all right, yo, we're we gonna make some money, we're gonna have fun, blase blase. But even though he got all this money, well, semi, because you know what I'm saying, he went and sank, or Franklin went and robbed him, whatever. But like, yeah, like they had all this money, but I don't think Jerome was never happy. I don't think he was ever satisfied with with the things that you were saying. Like for the fact that like yo, the nephew is the one who's running it, he gets shot, who two steps up, Louis steps up. So you brought up a lot of good points there. And I think Jerome is just tired of it, man. I think, you know what I'm saying? He's just in a situation where it's it's really a tough place you know to what be I, in. Salumbi, and you know what else I forgot about, man? And I didn't even think about this. It may be, and, and just follow me on this, it may okay. be some type of resentment towards Leon, too. Because Leon was actually able to get out and go away and and get and escape what was going on. Mm. Because remember, remember when him and Louie was riding the horses, he told Louie, hey, I think we should just, you know what I'm saying, get this money up and just get out of this shit and, and, and go live our own lives somewhere and get away from all of this. Remember, he was trying to get away too. Yep. You're right. You're right. It is definitely that can be a thing. I think that, yes, man, I'm telling you, man, like, we good at this shit, yo. That is a great point. Yeah, I, he, I think he is upset with, like, the fact that, like, because he was like, yo, you go to Africa, you come back, and you rub it in our face. It's like, hey, like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I just went to Africa to, you know what I mean, to see the continent to, yeah. to you know what I mean? You know, like, he wasn't bragging about it. Like, he, he brought you a gift that had meaning. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. You know, and you just kind of spit in his face. And you know what? That's that that is a great point. And maybe also the fact that Leon was kind of number two in a way, um, when he was in it. Yep. But I think it's more so what you say. I think it was the fact that Leon was able to leave and he could have stayed gone, but he he wanted to come back to kind of fix things. And I get the reason why he wanted to come back and fix things with people, because I think that it means something to Leon to be able to either, you know, years down the road to reach out to them, like, yo, why don't you come out to Africa to visit? Or a situation where it's just like, he don't want people to be like, yo, Leon just completely dipped out and just never came back ever again. Like, I think that he wanted to get things straight with everybody and then leave. And I think that's what he was trying to tell Wanda. Like, you know, let, let's go home, get this shit figured out first. And then we'll come back. I think he didn't want to leave on bad terms with people. And man, you brought up a good point. But we can't stay on. I mean, we've been on this for a minute, but I disagree with you on one thing that you said. I think that this whole little operation of Teddy and Gustavo going to Croatia, I think that's important. Like, with them going down there doing that. Um, another thing, you know, we haven't seen that Teddy in a while, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I'm saying? To see him, I don't know, 200, 300 yards away 
giving people headshots. You know what I'm saying? Like like my guy yeah. Bodie James said, catch him up top, come with a plus and a bonus. Um, and mm -hmm. then, you know, walking up to the one dude that Gustavo shot to, you know what I'm saying, to wound him and not kill him to see if, there, if the dude was going to give him some answers. And then the dude didn't give him no answers to see Teddy pump two in his chest and have these other dudes, you know, get everything together. And then he finds out through a fucking boat or whatever. He screwed the top off and found this uh, hidden letter. And he was like, yo, I don't know who it says. Well, I don't know what it says, but I could tell who wrote it and it was Russians. And so to find out like yeah. that Russia is messing around with Croatia, really kind of fucking up, you know, some of the shit that they got going on between these wars or whatever, whatnot. And like Teddy's like, yo, like Russia could fuck up this whole, you know what I'm saying, operation. I think I think that's not nothing small, man. And then also you gotta consider with Gustavo, you know what I'm saying, messing around with DEA. Now they got Louis on on pictures, you know, doing a drop with him. So I, I don't think that this was a quiet mm -hmm. episode for, for Teddy and Gustavo, man. Um and so you you are definitely right. To a point, and the only reason I said it was a quiet episode, it wasn't necessarily because um, of, you know, they, my whole thing was just saying, like, they weren't focused in on as much in this episode, right? Like, because if you look at the way the episode starts off, the episode kind of starts off with, um, you know what I'm saying, Leon and Wanda, and then for the most part, the episode is mainly just showing you Leon and Wanda's return. Um, at the end of it is where we kind of get um, Teddy and Gustavo, you know what I'm saying, going to see, you know what I'm saying, doing the doing the um, ambush or whatever. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that was really my point in saying it was kind of a quiet episode for them because usually they're flipping back and forth between those two storylines. This one, it was just like a solid couple minutes and then boom, you know what I'm saying, it was over with after everything was said and done. Now, the interesting thing you did bring up was the fact that Teddy now knows that the Russians are involved. And what's interesting to me about all of this as well is that this is at, you know what I'm saying, the height of the Cold War. And so I want to see how they're going to implement that into this story as well because you know, the whole Contra thing and, and Operation Desert Storm and all of that, that's all been in the background throughout this, throughout this whole series as, as we've been watching it. What's interesting now is now that we got KGB involved, we got DEA involved, we got CIA involved. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that we had, at one point, it was FBI involved. What what is, you know what I'm saying, like, how are they going to deal with the fact that all of these government agencies are intermingling in this this technical, technically local story, right? And mm -hmm. how are they going to, how are they going to make that appear to be a part of these storylines? Because what's interesting is, it seems as if, Everybody is connected in one way or another to a government entity, right? Yep. So you got the Saints who are connected to, um, I believe, Teddy is what, CIA? Yes, Teddy was CIA. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, okay, he was CIA, but he's still kind of in and out working with the yeah. CIA. 
And mm-hmm. then you got you got Gustavo working with the DEA. And then you have the Saints also working with well, some of the Saints working with the KGB. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure the FBI is is not too far behind all of this. So like what what are they what are they going to be showing us within these next, you know what I'm saying, few episodes and and what what is going to be a possibility of what we can what we can see. And then we still haven't even got back to Veronique and her mom yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They still haven't even gotten us back there yet. We still gotta we still gotta see how that plays out because like I said in the last episode, you know what I'm saying, that we talked about Snowfall, yo, Veronique is looking real snaky right now. Man, try to tell you. You know what I'm she saying? Is. She looking real snaky mm-hmm. right now, man. Before she got on that plane, it, it was some it was some different energy about her. Mm-hmm. It was. And like even 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 now, man, like even that like at that little dinner joint, um when when Leon not Leon, when um when Franklin went to go meet them and he was like, yo, like y'all was having a good time, you know what I'm saying, before I came or whatever, whatnot. It's just like it's just like one of them things where it's just like, yo. We were talking about you, and then you showed up. And we got quiet real quick. You know what I'm saying? It's just Absolutely. like I felt. I felt like you know what I'm saying. They was they was they was talking about. They was in communication about their plan. And in my eyes, they communicating about the plan that they're gonna do. And then Franklin showed up, and it's just ha ha. And and then it's like then you just chill. Something was being said at that table, and I think that what I said last episode or uh, what the last. Snowfall episode is the fact of I think they're cooking something up, man. I really do. I think they're cooking something up. This is I feel like this is what they have been doing all their lives. Like she's been using her daughter, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to either get close to men as like maybe the man being a father figure, because I mean, you know, something in that round. And I think that they just been scheming people. And for Franklin to know right. that. Like that's her background. That's why I always say, like, yo, something is funny here. And I think that I think that Veronique and her mom did it the smart way. You know, having her daughter go to law school, you know what I'm saying? Being a really intelligent person. But I, I think that there's like a greed factor that's there. Because I think that being a lawyer, Veronique can make good money just doing that. But the fact that she got yeah. her being a lawyer and also scheming people. I'm telling you, man. I've always thought that there was something fishy about that girl. Like it just—it never made sense. Even, even like that's the one thing that I think that they did do bad by not really explaining the whole Veronique thing. You know, just for me, like, dude, yeah. if I wouldn't have—if I wouldn't have watched that Breakfast Club interview with uh, Dance and Interest, I never would have knew that storyline. So it's just like, right. Like maybe y'all should have showed that in a flashback or, or at least mentioned it more in the show, saying that the, the way that he met her in the first place. And then my question is, did she step to him and was like, yo, I can help you, you know what I'm saying, get through this situation or what? Like we don't know if he looked her up or what. We don't really know how that went down. But yeah, right. that's a very, that's a very, very snaky thing. But also 
with Leon, like I mentioned, Leon went to go meet D. And, you know, D's catching him up. And, and like, he's saying shit to, to Leon. It's like, that, that's not making sense. He's like, yo, like, why would Franklin want to kill you? He was like, I don't know. He was like, man, because I'm making money. He was like, why the fuck do you care about your money? He was like, you know, because he don't have his money no more, whatever, whatnot. He's like, look, like, he ain't made that way. He was like, he going to get his own money. Like, like Leon is kind of looking at like, yo, what you're saying don't make no sense. It's like, Franklin wouldn't do the shit that you're saying. And so he think that that shit is kind of snaky. We talked about him meeting with uh, with Louie and uh, Jerome, but like his meeting with Franklin, which I think is interesting, and this is what I've been wanting to ask you. So we all know that Franklin is down to his last. You know what I'm saying? He don't really have anybody right. in his corner. And then the two people that he got in his corner, I know he got to feel a little fishy about it. So absolutely, Leon to show up with burgers and stuff. They eating burgers, and Franklin gave him he gave him the real, but he also gave him out, and that's that also shows that Franklin looks at this looks at Leon as a brother. You know what I'm saying? For him to be like, look, mm -hmm. if you back, you back, and if you're gonna stay back, unfortunately, like I know you're going through what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot on your mind. But basically what he's saying is, yo, you're going to have to, if you're going to stay, you're going to have to pick a side. And he was like, you're going to have to pick a side or get you and your wife, get on a plane and get the fuck out of here. See, Absolutely. he could have just, just been like, yo, you need to pick a side and that's it. But he gave him that out. Like, if you don't want to pick a side, get on a plane and leave. Like, he didn't threaten to kill yeah. him. He didn't, you know what I mean? It was none of that. Like, he gave him that choice of, yo, like, you can dip out of here and you can be fine and you can live your life and don't have to worry about this shit ever again. Because he's like, yo, like, my back is against the wall and I don't have anybody. Right. So what did you think about that conversation and with Franklin giving him an out if he wants an out? Um, I thought that was noble of Franklin. I thought that was super noble of Franklin. And you know what I'm saying? Because of everything that they went through, I think that they kind of gave Franklin, you know what I'm saying, the the um, you know what I'm saying, the the honesty to give him, you know what I'm saying, sort of that olive branch, like, listen, man, you know what I'm saying? Right now shit is really hitting the fan. You know what I'm saying? I would I wouldn't even be mad at you if you decided to go back and be where you was at. You know what I'm saying? You away from everything, you out the way, this may be the best thing for you. And, you know, truth of the matter is, is that he knows that Leon is a ride or die. He knows Leon is going to go out his way and do things, you know what I'm saying, for Franklin that, you know, no nobody else is going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and that's... Uh, you know what I'm saying? That in itself is different. You know what I'm saying? That's something that uh, nobody else is, is, is was ever willing to do or even really out here doing for Franklin. And for, um, you know what I'm saying, for him to be so, for him to be so, you know what I'm saying, open and honest about everything, it kind of show you, you know what I'm saying, where Franklin's head is. 
I think that I think that, you know what I'm saying, he's basically like, hey, man, look, I love you, bro, but you got to, you know what I'm saying, you got to get out of it. You got to get out of here. And I think that's really what it is. I think that he kind of wants, um, he kind of wants Leon to go back, you know what I'm saying, to where he was and to, you know what I'm saying, get out of this shit, bro. Like, somebody has it out. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, he'd feel a thousand times better if at least one person got out. Yeah, and then I think that he he's seen the hurt in Leon, you know what I'm saying, when when that kid died. Um and then they had to go and fix that relationship with Scully and all of that type shit. So and then for the girl, the the mother of the little girl that had a drop on them and, and then you know she ended up dying and whatnot. So it's that I thought that that scene was for them to end the episode that way, I, th- I thought that I thought the writing for episode three was really good. I think that it was well executed, um, like showing us like like when 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 the dude when the dude with the glasses was telling that whole back backstory of like what's been going on while Leon's been gone, showing Louie and them getting hit. At the hotel, showing Franklin House and um and the uh, real estate office getting hit, and then showing Louis Club getting mm-hmm. shot up. You know what I'm saying? Showing all of that while dude is telling Leon, and then the whole thing of Franklin being in the bathroom and trying to kill D. Which I don't know. Did that feel funny to you? Because think about it. I don't know where D was. Well, why would Franklin have a gun without a silencer and shoot this dude while he's taking the shit and then two officers can just walk in? I don't well, know about I don't, that, I man. Don't think that, nah, like, okay, so I, I don't I don't think he expected the officers to walk in. And even then, I think he was kind of second-guessing even killing D in that scene, the way everything looked. That's if that even was about to happen because I don't think that that was real. What I think is, Steve. if you yes. if you go back and if you go back and watch that scene, and you know what I'm saying, you kind of watch D and and what he was saying. He it seemed as if he was trying to create this image of himself that he was something that he really ain't. You know yes. what I'm saying? And maybe I'm just bugging too, but nope. like to me, that's what I seen. So like. When I seen that, I seen the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he was he was talking to, you know what I'm saying, Leon a, a, a certain way. You know, like he was talk, telling Leon, like, yeah, you know, you can work for me. And, you know what I'm saying? Your boy, you know what I'm saying, he ain't got no money and da-da-da. And he's saying something to Leon, but Leon looking at it like, oh, you really don't got no idea. Like, you really don't even know what's really going on behind the scenes. Like, he don't, that little money don't mean nothing for real because really, you know what I'm saying? Without him knowing what's going on, like, yo, he can really get all of it back. And so I kind of looked at that like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's something to it that, you know what I'm saying, not only are they just not showing us, but, you know what I'm saying, I think D is going to be one of them people that they're going to have to get rid of. I mean, yeah, like, even when they showed the uh... – 
you know, before the episode came on, like they they showing you like the little recap joint, and like when when Leon, you know, told him that he was out, and D was like, "Yo, so I'm in charge." And then like you see a little a little a clip of when he was playing dominoes, and then he was like, "Domino, nigga!" Then start shooting in the air, and he's just like looking and shaking his head, like. And then even Wanda said it. She was like, "Yo," she was like, "What do you think happens when you give a bunch of hood rat a million dollars?" You know what I'm saying? She was like, basically, like, what did you expect? Like, what did you think that they at like that their attitudes was gonna change? You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. just giving dudes money, like that just that's like, you know what I'm saying? That's like giving a baseball player steroids. You know what I mean? Like, like these ego, um, for him just being in charge and getting money. And still having that same hood mindset, but not even being conscious enough to know that why would you just shoot a gun in the air to, to draw attention to yourself? You know, and Leon's looking at it like, yo, like me and Franklin, we did this shit in silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know right. what I'm saying? We, 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 we move like lasagna, and like as soon as you get some power. You know what I'm saying? Like Frank Lucas say, you know what I'm saying? You're the loudest person in the room. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is a recipe of getting mm -hmm. caught. So, I think that you're right, man. I, I think that the way D was talking, because like he was like, yo, why would Frank want to do it? He's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, you're talking, but you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you just talking shit right. with no word. But, you know what I'm saying? No words of meaning is coming out of your mouth. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that scene was necessary Necessarily real, um, but yeah, yeah. like, but I, I, yeah, this this episode, man, it, it was it was a really it was a really good episode, a deep episode. Um, we really didn't get sissy in this episode, um, so there's really nothing there. We didn't get uh, Teddy's girl, you know, what I'm saying because they was in Croatia or whatever, whatnot. But it's gonna be interesting to see what the DEA is gonna do with those pictures. Uh, with Louis because they said that they was moving on Teddy in like a week or something like that. So it's going to yeah. be interesting when episode four, I haven't seen nothing yet, but it's going to be interesting to see are they going to move on Teddy in this episode and is Teddy going to have some kind of heads up if he's going to know that something's going to happen? Is Gustavo, is his cover blown? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You also got to consider you know, with Louis. If they step to Louie and be like, yo, like, we see you in this picture, then she's going to be like, okay, like, if you got me here, what the fuck is Gustavo? Because I'm getting drugs from him. You know what I mean? So then, you know, she could figure, you know, maybe she could find out he's a snitch. It's, it's, everything is hitting the fan. That's the one thing that's good about what's Absolutely. going on is the fact of, like, yeah, we show you the high life. We show you everything, all the fun parts and all this type shit. It's showing us the downfall. And like it's just funny to see how these pieces are gonna fall. That's I, I think that this right. is a good setup for that. I agree, man. I think um I think we're gonna see some some you know what I'm saying, some big things this year. I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, I mean this year, I'm sorry, this season. I think we're gonna see um a lot of twists and turns, which I'm actually excited about. 
Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be a dope one, man. I, I, I honestly can't wait for the next episode. Yes, sir, man. Same here, man. Same here. All right, man. So, um, we got oh, we got that out the way. Uh, let's go ahead and you know what I'm saying, get into um, the coming soon. Yes, sir. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. So what we got next, man? Man, what we got next is, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like this is our first one. Um, So we have been asking people, fans, whatever, to give us suggestions. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we... You know, we take time in, you know, putting together future movies, upcoming movies, all that type shit. And we had, I I believe this might be our first suggestion. I I mean, I know we probably had people like, yo, like y'all need to do this movie at some point or whatever, whatever. But like, so I had someone come up to me, shout out to Jazz. And they were just like, yo, y'all need to do People Under the Stairs. And I was like, cool. I was like, I've never seen it. But I brought it to your attention. You was like, yo, that's a dope movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's do it. So we're doing a fan's choice movie, which is People Under the Stairs. I can't give you all a rundown because I've never seen it. So this is going to be my first time watching it. So that's what we got coming up for the next episode. Yeah, man, this is one of those ones that um I, I enjoy. Uh, you, I think you're going to dig it personally. You know what I'm saying? Um. It's made by Wes, well, it's directed by Wes Craven. So, you know what I'm saying? It's one of them ones that you're going to definitely be into. So, um, yeah, y'all stick with us. You know what I'm saying? Keep an eye out. Keep your ear out. Y'all going to love it. I promise y'all, man. This, this, and make sure y'all watch it, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it'll be like a little companion app after that, man. Um, so, until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know what I'm saying? If you guys are enjoying what we're talking about and if you enjoy, you know what I'm saying, what we did, you know, you can hit us up and let us know um, on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter, at Pod. You can also hit us up on um, Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, and then also, man, feel free to, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at Scoot Bronson. Um, I got a link to in my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. Yep, and I am s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 minutes or less pod. That's just on Instagram. Follow the podcast, 28 minutes or less. Um, cooking up something, so be on the lookout for the next episode. And uh, that's all I got, man. Listen, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening and greatly appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we couldn't, you know what I'm saying, do this. So um, until the next episode, you know what I'm saying, um, like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Good.